What's going on, everybody? It is yours truly, Mr. Connor, a.k.a. OKFabe okay, here. What is going on? It is uh, episode 17 of the World of Fandom podcast. Of course, a fat podcast where we're fans. It's the world. And... Yeah, I'm starting to run out of quips. It's too late to do this stuff. But anyway, what's going on, everybody? Of course, I am joined by my brother from another brand, Andrew. What's going on, Andrew? Not much. Am I, I going to say it, Connor? I think I'm going to say it. Go, go I ahead, think I'll say it. Go ahead, say it. Living the dream. Really? Yeah, I don't think you've said that in a while. Oh, I say that like every episode. Do you? I don't... No, so, some, sometimes I just talk and you don't listen. I huh? want you to pay attention. Stop it. I'm talking. Okay? <laughs> but anyway, uh, we want to thank you guys again for tuning in for the episode of the World of Fandom Podcast. We're talking about everything uh, that if you are a fan of, chances are we're probably going to be talking about it here on the show. And uh, I'll tell you, Andrew, the last like week or so has been really cool. We've stepped up our game in a lot of ways. We've been very active on social media. A lot of downloads mm-hmm. in the last episode. In fact, I'm actually going to pull them up now, and hopefully I'm not embarrassing myself while I'm pulling these up and find out <laughs> that it's really bad. Uh, because um, you two know, downloads, two downloads. Two, that's all we got. Listen, listen. And those two, and those two. <laughs> you and me. <laughs> Watch it's like that episode of Rocco where it's like, well, I voted for you. <laughs> Did you vote for you? And then Heifer's like, he has broad shoulders. Like he didn't end up voting for him. But anyway, um. No, we had a really good episode last time. We talked a lot of different random stuff, which we're kind of going to do here. We talked about WrestleMania, Black Adam, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Suicide Squad. Uh, definitely check it out. One of my favorite thumbnails, by the way, if you appreciate the thumbnail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I sent it to thank, Andy. Thank you. Thank you for turning me into John Cena. <laughs> no, I didn't turn you into John Cena. I turned you into, what's his name, Powers? Uh, what's his name? Peacemaker. Peacemaker, yeah. Yeah, I turned you into Peacemaker. I didn't turn you into John Cena. If you want me to turn you into John Cena, I can turn you into John Cena. Well, I mean... He, he is a millionaire and fucking, uh-huh. I don't know, maybe, but fuck yeah, you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a really good episode last week. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. We're available on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Thanks to our sponsors, our, our host over at Anchor. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google iTunes and pretty much everywhere you guys can find the uh, the show. This week we've got another hodgepodge of stuff. We're gonna talk about Godzilla versus Kong. We're gonna talk about I mean so many trailers. <laughs> we, we were talking about this before we got on the air. How like oh you know we'll talk about Godzilla versus Kong and maybe something else might happen in between. And then lo and behold, uh, seven trailers drop for different things. Some of them repeat. Some of them for shows that I already know are out. Uh, and now there's so many more. But, of course, you guys are more than welcome to join us in the conversation over on Twitter, at PodFandom. Uh, love hearing from you guys as far as all these different things. we got some other cool stuff to talk about from you guys, uh, including your favorite WWE themes. We did talk about that last week. Um, yep. Might as well, I think we'll, we'll start with that one first. Um, okay. Just to kind of get it off the, off the plate here, get it off the chest here. Andrew, and then we'll segue into some wrestling stuff we got going on here. So, um... Favorite wrestling themes? I mean, obviously yours is The Rock. Favorite you, wrestling theme of all time? But you have a specific love for, like, the, the 03 one, right? Okay, yes. The 03 one where it's, like, a really long delay and he just says, it's cooking. That, that's probably my which, favorite Rock theme. Which is so, if you, I just pity the people who just got into wrestling. Why, why is he saying it's cooking? Like, they don't get the well, catchphrase. You know what's funny is I'm in the car and I'm playing this music, and of course the only thing that said is is cooking. But my son's in the background. I'm like, buddy, do you hear them? They're whispering. I don't hear them, daddy. They're whispering. Just listen. <laughs> and he's like listening for like a Ghosts. minute, and all, you, and all you hear is it's cooking. He goes, Dad, it's the rock again. <laughs> I I I I am 
I'm very happy and not at the least bit surprised that dialogue came from your son. Yes. Um, I, I don't know if I have a favorite wrestling. I mean, well, the you Rock's do, music is... You do love Austin's Disturbed... Uh, not Disturbed, the Austin oh, Alliance th- song. That is the best Austin song. I will die on that hill. I will die on that hill. You know what? Honestly, I'm going to throw a curveball, right? I think if I had to pick a favorite wrestling song, and uh-huh. this is just me pulling out of my ass... Triple H, 1999 to 2000, My Time, is such a good, I think it's his best intro song ever. You're talking about, like, the, the pre-Motorhead one. Yeah, like, one, two, is this thing on? <laughs> one, two, is you this mean, one? Hit me with that Triple H. <laughs> it's almost, yeah, dude, it's no, almost baby talk. <laughs> oh, Triple H, want to hit me with you? Just, <laughs> the way, just the way, like, one, two, he's on boo-boo gaga. But that's, like... My workout song. I get hard and I start working out. That and Kurt Angles. Wait, wait, wait. Which which, which one? Because there's a couple of them, and it's I mean, it's a very subtle Tradi- difference. Traditional, regular Kurt Angle, not the ECW remix, not the rock kind of heavy remix. Oh, I kind of like, like the Angle remix one, the the ECW, where it sounds like someone had the loop button on accident and like, oh shit. Yeah, I like it too, and a lot of people didn't. I thought it was cool because it was a little bit more aggressive, but. And then, of course, there's Orton's uh, Burning in My Light and Voices, which are both fantastic. Fun fact, did you know that, you know how CM Punk originally came out to um, this Fire Burns? You know Orton had that for like a week, right? Yes, by Kill Switch Engage. Weird to see. Yeah, I I went back and watched the SmackDown that he had it on. It was weird to see. But uh, good friend Chase Oliver 68 over on Twitter, uh, shout out to Chase. He gave us, uh, he actually also said Triple H My Time as one of his Mm. his theme songs. He also said Jeff Jarrett's TNA theme. It's my world. Oh, yeah, that's good. Doesn't he call out The Rock in that theme or something? He originally did, then they changed it, and I don't know why. But then again, it's The Rock, so I understand. Yeah. And then he also said Seth Rollins' Messiah theme, which I could dig that. I could dig that. I think um, Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura, like we're talking more recent stuff, is really good shit. Yeah, they're pretty good, too. Um, I don't know, and I I honestly like all Drew McIntyre's. Like, it's not top tier, but I dig his... um, Broken Dreams, and I like his new one, which is <laughs> Gallantry or whatever it's called. He said something in an interview. He's like, I am sick to death of hearing about people asking me to bring back Broken Dreams. Like, no, it's not coming back. I'm like, it's a good song. If, if, if enough people are asking Yo, you about it. I'm sorry. No, no, this no. came in my head. Go. How excited are you for Chris Jericho to be on the Broken Skull podcast? I was, I was going to get to that, speaking of which. Um, that... Uh, really, I, I did like that, like, head tilt, like, when a dog gets his name called and his ears perk up. I'm like, huh, didn't expect that to happen, freaking Jericho breaking the internet again. Didn't, for a second, I thought it was an April Fool's joke, because he's still with AEW. Yep. And you can say whatever you want about WWE. The one thing WWE never does is acknowledge anything other than WWE unless WWE owns it. Like, they won't, they never acknowledge ECW until Vince McMahon boss it out. Same thing with WCW. It really didn't exist except for, like, you know, some shade thrown by DX or Shawn Michaels. Like, AEW does not exist to them, but Jericho's going to be on the show. I think that's tremendous. Well, there's a couple of interesting notes about that, and the, fir- the first is that you're right. They do not do anything like that in terms of cross-promotion. The last time that we saw anything like this as far as this a major, like, doing something like anything close. I mean, nothing comes close to this. 
But the thing that made me think about this was back in, I think, 2012, uh, uh-huh. the the Four Horsemen were inducted into the Hall of Fame, right? But mm-hmm. Flair was in TNA at the time. And uh. so they let Flair be part of the Hall of Fame ceremony. In exchange, they sent Christian to, like, TNA Slammiversary pay-per-view uh, just to let them be on, you know, just as a, as a you know, we'll do, we, you, you let us do this, we'll let you do this kind of deal. That was literally the only thing I could think of, but you're right, they don't acknowledge the competition, which is funny because with NXT moving to Tuesday nights, Triple H was told that, oh, they bullied us off of Wednesday nights. Like, okay, sure, yeah, uh-huh, right. Um, yeah. I'm, so according to Austin, he said he texted Vince's, Vince twice. He's like, are you sure? Yep. You sure? Thumbs up emoji. Like, that was the entire conversation. Um, which sounds like a Vince thing. I, yeah. my guess is that Jericho will not be allowed to talk about anything AEW, which it's going to be a shitty podcast if that's the case. Like, yeah. can, you know what I mean? Can they do that? It's it's tough. I think they should. I mean, listen, if anyone's going to fucking do that shit, it's going to be Jericho. Because Jericho goes to the beat of his own drum. Even when he's playing nice and, and listening and following the rules, like, he goes to the beat of his own door. Now, here's the thing. It's a production. It's not live, so they can cut anything out Jericho says that they want to. But I think it would be smart for WWE to do so and let him. I think it would be a great sign to wrestling fans who are losing faith in WWE. Which is a good amount. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I mean, we talked about we talked about WrestleMania, which I have a, a couple of interesting things to talk about that too before we keep going. But, um, but you know, you're right. It's it's edited. They could they could cut and tie it anything like that. By the way, did did you catch his smirk? Jericho's. Yeah, in the trailer, in the teaser. I I was, I was too busy coming. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. After the after the after the whole climax, I just I just I, I zone out. <laughs> there was a. Let me tell you, the walls of Jericho were broken down. There was a Family Guy joke that I saw. It was a more recent one. It was really funny. It said like guys when they want to get into porn, and it shows like Peter's like surrounded by like millions of copies of porn. It's like wow, I can't wait to have the whole weekend to myself and just do all these things and do this. And it's like two seconds later, he's pulling his pants. He goes, I don't want to see any of these things ever in my life ever again. <laughs> and I couldn't stop. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> oh, my God. But anyway, uh, last real bit of uh, WWE news that I wanted to kind of uh, briefly touch upon was, um, oh, actually, a couple of things. So, first off, WWE Network finally moved to Peacock, the streaming service of NBC, and apparently there's been a lot of problems. Really? Um, like what? Well, specific. Oh, the, the censoring, right? Were they yeah, censoring shit? Sp- specifically the censoring. So, for those of you guys that don't know, um, you know, WWE Network was its own streaming service, and it was eh, successful? Question mark. And <clears throat> they announced that they were, that they were bought out by Peacock. That Peacock was basically absorbing the network, and that you can only find WWE programming and content from the network on Peacock. Now, most of the stuff was was it's a slow transition. They're still loading things in there. There's still things missing as of this recording. But a big reason that a lot of people bought the network, not just the pay-per-views, was the classic content. I mean, they have pretty much everything wrestling except for like TNA, ROH, and uh, Japan and AEW under their umbrella. So ECW, WCW, everything. And uh, well, Peacock started removing a lot of stuff from the Attitude Era and stuff that they didn't deem uh, family-friendly or content, uh, you know. It's so... A lot of people are pissed off because they want that classic content that the library that the WWE Network have 
they may not be able to get that now on the network, which is not good. No, not good at all. I mean, that's like the primary draw of it, other than the free pay per views, is the catalog. The pay per views are to. I mean, I could be wrong, and, and you guys can let us know. I'll, I'll actually throw something out on Twitter in a little bit. Uh, for me, the biggest like I was more leaning towards the classic content. The pay per views, the the cost of the pay per views were kind of a bonus. Um, but you you recently subscribed to the network, Andrew, like within the last year. What did you, what was your okay. in terms of just like start? Because I was I, I was I was a uh, member since day one. But for you, kind of getting in towards the end of the game, what did you think of like you know pay per views versus classic content? Did you what what would you what were you leaning more towards for you? Hmm, I think for this stage of my life, I was leaning towards more of the pay per view. If I'm going to be honest, um, because. The way I look at wrestling now is when I was younger, when we were watching it, I felt like I needed to watch every single thing to be like, I don't know, to validate myself as a fan, right? It sounds stupid, but like I need to watch every Raw, every SmackDown. If I miss anything, like what kind of fan am I if I'm not consuming all of this, right? And now that I'm older and I have substantially less time to be an idiot and think that way, um, my thought process is, is that... The only things that matter to me are pay-per-views and anything that involves The Rock. I know that sounds very fanboyish, but he's my favorite wrestler. So when it comes to the backlog stuff, the only stuff I've used that for is to kind of rewatch all of Rock's match. As I said before on the podcast, I've done like a little project where I'm going back and I'm rewatching every Rock promo, every Rock match. Right. But other than that, I haven't really used it for anything else. Maybe some big moments and some some WrestleManias here and there, but basically it's just been pay-per-views. Right, you lean more towards the classic content. So I just threw the poll up on Twitter, so if you guys want to join in the conversation, let me hear the results. Uh, at Pod Fandom, which, with WWE Network now on Peacock, is uh, there is content being edited out. What did you value more in the network? Was it access to live pay-per-views, or was it more of the classic content? I'm really curious to hear your guys' thoughts on it. But the last real thing I want to talk about, and I'm kicking myself that we didn't talk about this in the last week one hall of fame baby so obviously the hall of fame did not happen last year because of covid and so they're combining basically two nights of the hall of fame they're doing the 2020 and the 2021 uh, hall of fame ceremony this coming week next week um with the 2020 class already being announced and the 2021 class uh kind of uh being rounded out um with uh, it, within the next, I think I think there's only a couple left. It's a very small class in comparison to 2020. Did you hear the list of the names for the classes? The only ones I know off the top of my head is Molly Holly and RPD. I'm sure there's more. Cool. Right. For some reason, I can't think of them. So Andrew doesn't know many of them, so this is great. It gives me a chance to kind of <laughs> excite slash ruin his day. Um, <laughs> so the 2020 class. Let's start with that one first. JBL. Uh huh. British Bulldog. Right. Mm-hmm. Jushin Thunder Liger. Mm-hmm. Batista. Okay. The NWO, specifically Hogan, Hall, Nash, and X-Pac. Okay. The Bella Twins. Sure. The celebrity inductee uh, this year is William Shatner, because sure. Yeah, I knew that. And then the Warrior Award goes to Titus O'Neil. And I just heard that, too. So what do you think of that? Not bad. I, I, I actually didn't know about JPL, the NWO, or uh, what's it called, uh, Batista, which I guess if I had to say the biggest one from that would probably be Batista, right? Because NWO, most of them have already been inducted. 
Yes. Hall, Hall was inducted already. Yep. Hogan was inducted already. X-Pac was inducted with DX, correct? Yeah, so basically Hogan, Hall, and Nash were all in, uh, inducted individually. Uh, X-Pac was inducted as part of as part of DX, yeah. So he'll be another two-timer. Yeah. They'll all be another so two-timer. So it's really Nash, right? No, Nash was, Nash was inducted by himself. Oh, so NWO is just an excuse to get some big names out there to make it seem bigger than it I is. I mean, it's it, true, but I mean, I think, they be, I think they should be in there. Yeah, no, I agree. I think of the bunch, I think Batista is the biggest name. But, like, the Bella Twins, like, not for nothing, I know they've done a lot, but... I am, I, I cannot wait to hear your response to these 2021 ones. Well, one, one in particular. Sure, throw them at me. Okay, so 2021, let's, let's do the celebrity one. The celebrity one I actually agree with, it's Ozzy Osbourne. I'm I'm all, all I'm all with that because he performed at WrestleMania too and he's he's done other stuff. Um, you're right, Molly Holly, um, mm -hmm. Rob Van Dam, very happy about mm -hmm. RVD, very happy about that. Mm -hmm. um, Eric Bischoff. Um, I'm okay with this. Okay. With a question mark. <laughs> I'm saving the worst for last. Uh, this isn't the this isn't the last one. Kane. That's good. Yes, I remember Kane. Yep, yep. definitely. <laughs> He's a. I love how you're not saying response. You're just like, yep, I remember Kane. Yep, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, big red machine. But okay, I need to preface this one because this one makes me laugh so hard. I thought this was a troll when someone posted this on social media. I'm like, no, there's this. They're okay. It's it's people trolling. No, no, they're actually going to induct this person in the Hall of Fame for real. <laughs> you ready, Andrew? I'm, I'm ready. The great Kali. Oh, my Lanta. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm dead serious. For what? His two 20-minute world title rings? So, great uh, Kali. <laughs> Bro, I'm pretty sure S.A. Rio has a better career than great Kali. <laughs> so, listen. 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 Everyone else, I can defend. I can honestly defend every other person being inducted in 2021. No problem. Van Dam, huge amount of accolades. Kane, same thing. Bischoff, uh, respectable. Molly Holly is, you know, one of the veterans. Kali's literal accomplishment, and, and I'm looking at, like, the Wikipedia article. It says, one-time world heavyweight champion, which made him the first Indian world champion in WWE, and 2008 Slammy Award winner for damn moment of the year. That is literally it. Yeah, I mean, I like Greg Kali as a person, but there's no doubt that he was a gimmicky wrestler at best. Now, that never got pulled over, so... <laughs> someone, just, no, <laughs> someone said maybe this is to say screw you to Big Show. Oh, well, maybe. But is Show already in the Hall of Fame? No. Oh, wow. Anymore. I don't know what to say. Wah, I think wah. most. I, I think most of those picks are pretty good. I'm glad they did RVD. I'm glad they're doing Batista and JBL. I think the. I think those three across the board between two years is enough. I think NWO kind of balances it out, right? Molly Holly was a great worker back in the day. Again, I question mark the Bella Twins, but let's be honest. I stopped watching wrestling in 2013 for a good amount of time. And that was really where the Bella Twins started to take off. So I don't know. Would you say the Bella Twins deserve to be in there? It's. I think they deserve it to be in there for different reasons. I think that it's definitely a debate um, because the, the whole – usually when you say, like, oh, so-and-so doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, it's usually because um, 
someone else hasn't been inducted yet. Like, obviously for me, uh, Victoria comes to mind. Yep. That should be in the Hall of Fame before, girl. before the Bellas. Um, but... I mean, the, the thing for me, though, is they contributed more awareness of WWE uh, outside of the WWE bubble. You know, that that to me is, is kind of the big value I think they have. Hall of Fame, I'm kind of a tightrope walk on that one. It's, it's a tough See, thing. may I say something that might be taken the wrong way? Of course. <laughs> I would be insulted I, I if you didn't. Though, I feel as though the Bella Twins, while are great wrestlers and great personalities were only as successful as they were for two reasons. One is because they were twins, and two, because they were sleeping with John Cena and married to Daniel Bryan. I know that's a terrible thing to say, but I honestly think their position, being the spouses of those two people, did elevate them a bit. No, that's not a fair, a fair assessment. Okay. Well, <laughs> You're like, well, I stand by it. There you go. Well, who can I insult then? Uh, but let us know your thoughts. Let us know your thoughts about the Hall of Fame. Let us know your thoughts about everything uh, WWE. Let us know on at PodFandom on Twitter. Or we might be doing some other cool stuff in the future as far as interactivity. I'll talk about more about that uh, with Andrew because I haven't told him shit yet. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. It's good. It's good. Oh, it, my God. It's good. It's good. Don't worry. It's, it's, it's a surprise. It's a surprise, if you will. Um, surprise. So... The main thing we're going to talk about the show today is Godzilla vs. Kong, but before we get into that, there are uh, a couple of trailers that we need to talk about first and foremost. And? And? and oh, yeah, and, and your hot take. We'll get to your hot take. Uh, let me just pull up my list here. I don't want to make sure I lose it here. Perfect. So let's talk about your hot take first, because I know you were dying, and unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch the hot take you had told me about before we did the show, but the stage is yours. So I have three hot takes, but one big one. Yep. Well, they're all kind of big. The big one, let's talk about it first. For anime fans like myself, especially of a beautiful anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Love it. we are finally getting part six in animation for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, uh, which Ooh. is great because this has been delayed, obviously, because of COVID. But um, you haven't watched anything of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, have you? I have. You have. What have you watched? Very little. <laughs> I know the <laughs> I, I know the premise of the show. I've seen a couple of clips here and there, but nothing strung together. So I know okay. I know the characters to an extent, um, but yeah. Okay. So the great thing about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, um, just to kind of sell it to you, other than the fact that it's an easy to digest uh, anime, it is fiercely loyal to the manga. So you don't even have to read the manga because they literally like do shot for shot, uh, dialogue for dialogue wow. of the manga to it. Yeah, there's scenes where, like, like if you read, like, a comic book or a manga, like, they'll put, like, 20 paragraphs in one panel and it's just a guy running. They will literally do a whole 10 minutes of a guy running, which would take place in 10 seconds just to get all that dialogue out. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. JoJo <laughs> is an anthology, so it's, it, it, there's a different protagonist every time. And they all have the nickname JoJo to some extent, more than other, some more than others. So you have the first JoJo with this Jonathan Joestar, JoJo, then Joseph Joestar, JoJo, then Jotaro Kujo, and then um, Josuke, and then Giorno, and then finally we're going to the first female one, which is Jolene. Now the important thing to note about her is the ending of her part is probably one of the most controversial and big things that happened in the JoJo universe. And I won't spoil what it is, but it kind of just opens 
opens the door to many possibilities. So okay. it's going to be good. Right. It's going to be fantastic. It's, I, I recommend, if you have time, to watch it uh, because it is in the first part is only like 12 episodes the second part's 12 episodes and then the third part's like 500 episodes so <laughs> what the hell that's an- <laughs> I, that, that's anime yeah not that much it's like 30 something but anyways but it's a fantastic news so jojo part six thumbs up that's that's my first hot take awesome hot hot take number two deathstroke hbo is trending right now yeah it is um and i don't know the full details on this because i don't think anything is official but I think it's more Joe Maganiello saying, I really want to play this part. Please, HBO, make it happen. I mean, I would be opposed to like an HBO series with Deathstroke I, as a bounty I would, hunter. I would come 16 times over. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, remind me when you're done with the last hot take that, that I have a little bit of an update on the Restore the Snyderverse. Okay. It's, a, it's an interesting little uh, one, but go ahead. Okay, well... I would love to see this. Deathstroke is my Agreed. favorite villain yep. in DC Comics. Um, there's been many great interpretations. There's been the Arrowverse version, which was good, but then the Titans version, which was... I don't know if you watched Titans, yep. but the Deathstroke in there. Oh. They did a fantastic job with yep. him in there. Um, but Joe Magnello definitely has the look down, and he could be one of the most physically opposing Deathstrokes. Um, I would love to see him play the role. It's almost like it's built for him. It really is. He looks like he was ripped right out of the comics. Exactly. Uh, so that's hot take number two. Who knows where it goes, but hopefully someplace good. Um, and then hot take number three is it's just been confirmed that John Delancey, who played Q on Star Trek The Next Generation, is going to be returning to reprise his <gasps> role in Star Trek Picard. Oh, yes. That's the finish mm-hmm. I needed. Oh, Lord. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Q is my favorite Star Trek character, bar none. Oh, yeah. There is no The great thing about Q... Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, best character in my opinion, bar none. Sorry, everyone else. (laughs) Of the antagonists in the Star Trek universe, the two best are Gal Dukat and Q. And for different reasons. Gal Dukat is a flat-out, morally gray, but ultimately evil character, where Q is best equated to being like a Loki. Like, he's yep. kind of like a teacher, but also an antagonist at the same time. So, him returning, this is the first time him returning to a live-action Star Trek. He did return to reprise Q in Lower Decks, but that was animation, and it was more for like a few seconds. Right. But it's he's it's going to be fantastic. I, that, that, that might get me back into the show then, if he's going to be. Is it just a, is a one-off? I'm assuming it's a one-off. It can't be a recurring character. Who knows? Uh, we do know that Whoopi Goldberg is at least making the appearance in right. season two of Picard. Um, Shoot, I'm I don't know watch how... this now. I heard yeah, mixed. I, I heard know. mixed things about Picard, but now if they're gonna do that, uh, I might have to watch it then. Shoot. Yeah, Picard season one, and we can talk about it some other time. Was and Picard's my favorite character. TNG is my favorite show of Same. all time. Yep. Um, but. It was a mixed bag, but there was a few things that were definitely good about it. Patrick Stewart's acting was on point. I mean, they had a lot of good. They had a lot of good emotional notes. I think the biggest problem with it was just the plot and the pacing. 
But putting all that aside, I am generally excited for season two. It looks like it, it's going to turn out great, and they got a great writing room. I don't know if you know Mark Bernard from um, yes. Batman on Batman, yep. but he's actually part of the writing team, so he's done some Ooh. great stuff in the past, so I, I'm confident it's in good hands. All right. Um, by the way, for the record, the last episode is my favorite of TNG. Your favorite is TNG, too? My favorite's TNG, but my favorite episode is the last one where he's traveling to different time periods. All good things. Yes. Yeah. It's... If that show had to go out on that note, goddamn, they did a great... Like, I don't know if that was planned, but shit, they went on on a high note on that episode. But we can, we can discuss tar- Star Trek another time. But, um, oh, yeah. so, going back to Restore the Snyderverse. So, we've been, we've been talking about this for uh, two weeks now. Obviously Snyder, mm-hmm. obviously, Snyder cuts out. If you want to get our full thoughts on the entire Snyder cut up, uh, uh, movie... Uh, Justice League Snyder Cut. It is up on our podcast. Make sure you guys check it out. Uh, it is episode, I believe it is episode number, yes, 15. It's the in-depth Snyder Cut review. Um, since then, you and I have been talking about, like, people wanting to restore the Snyderverse. Yourself and I love it. Like, you mean like me? Um, <laughs> and it seems the momentum is still going. It is still somewhat hot on Twitter, not as hot as other things, but it's still in discussion about people wanting to restore the Snyderverse. Um, I've been watching with a very keen eye about what, how, you know, how companies like WB and HBO are going to react to all this and how this might change things up. Now, this may not seem like a big deal, but I think this might be a bigger deal than they're letting on. It was announced in an interview that the Robert Pattinson version of Batman, the new one that's coming out, which I cannot wait for, mm-hmm. is going to take place on Earth 2. Yes, I heard this. So heard this. the reason you're like, well, what the hell does that matter? Well, the reason that matters is because that means that they, they could still do the Batman movie in a different, basically in a different dimension or a different timeline or uh, alternate reality and still bring back Batfleck if they wanted to. Uh, or do whatever in Snyderverse. So I'm just saying, the chances of Snyderverse coming back, it's still on the table at least. Uh, again, I said this before, I'll say it again, I think it would be stupid if they didn't do it. I think there's a big fan calling for it. Um, is the Snyderverse the best universe we could have for DC Comics? No. But it's definitely a desired one that people want to at least see completed. So, why not? Even just, from, even just from a business perspective, you know? Like, exactly. you know, like, even if you just, like, they, they can make the downloads and, and, and sales hand over fist if they did it. I mean, you know, you do, what, two more movies? Uh, especially if, 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 if Snyder kept it the way he intended to, it would almost be like the Avengers in terms of, like, okay, the second one may not do as well, but that third one, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just a little, just a little uh, fan fodder for you guys out there just to enjoy. Uh, just, I, I thought that was very interesting. Like, oh, they purposely went out of their way to make sure they, they said this takes place in Earth 2. Huh, will you look at that? Um, but let's talk about, speaking of the future, let's talk about some trailers. There are three trailers we're going to talk about, Andrew. Uh, let's talk about the one that um, is probably the, 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 the one that sticks out like a sore thumb compared to the other two. Two of them are superhero trailers. One of them is a Space Jam trailer. Mm, mm. I got <laughs> you got thoughts. I, I got things. I got things to say, but I'll let you go first. So we've been waiting for this for a while, a while, and it's funny that like we haven't, you know, with with movies being delayed and everything. I find it very interesting that like the timing of trailers 
Uh, I don't know if it's because of the pandemic. They're like, well, we have to wait until a certain time frame or whatever. But I watched the Space Jam New Legacy trailer. And just my initial thoughts, not bad. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's not going to live up to the charm of the first one, no matter what you do. Um, LeBron James' acting seems pretty decent from the brief moments we've had. The story seems almost like a direct-to-DVD sequel. I'm not going to lie. Mm -hmm. uh, so plot-wise, yeah. I'm not huge on it. But then again, let's face it, we're not there for the plot. Um, I have a very funny little side bit once you're done with this that I saw somebody do on TikTok that made me literally laugh my ass off. Um, it looks okay. I'm not like huge on it, but it, like I'm like okay, I'll I'll give that a shot. I'll check it out. Um, but yeah, it seems me. What's up, Doc? Yeah. So <laughs> go ahead. Let Let me say this right. Going into a Space Jam movie, I am not going to be expecting much. Right. Um, and I'm not saying that in a negative way, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That you yeah, there's certain movies that you have to shut up your expectation. Well, I mean, like, we'll talk about that with King Kong versus Godzilla in a little bit. But, like, there's certain movies that you just have to accept them for what they are, which is fine. And I am generally excited or positive towards this movie. But, listen, I have one fucking problem right one problem all right right they canceled lola bonnie she, they they got her all nice and conservative looking with her outfit <laughs> let me let me tell you something uh, uh, let me tell you something i ain't into furries but but <laughs> but, but, but let me just tell you something my 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 childhood adolescence was defined by people like Lola Bunny right. and her coming out with that midriff and shaking that tail feather mm, i'm just saying a big disservice has been done to that bunny so <laughs> i need a minute to process that um oh. The thing that made me laugh the most was, and I don't know if you you, you probably heard about this, and I want to get too I don't want to get too much into politics on this show, but um, mm -hmm. Pepe Le Pew got canceled, right? Oh yeah, that's right. He got canceled too. Right. So for those of you who don't know, there was apparently a scene in this movie, uh, supposedly I mean, rumor speculation innuendo, where he was doing his thing. He was hitting on somebody, and LeBron's like, "Dude, you can't do that. It's 2020. Like, you can't ixnay <laughs> on the E2 May May movement." Um, I suck at pig Latin, uh, but you get the idea. So they they removed him from the from the movie. He is not in this movie. Um, but someone on TikTok, and I wish I had the thing saved there. So I can credit them. I could not stop laughing because if you if you watch the trailer. The one thing I will say that was really cool about it is that it looks like they're going to at least showcase every freaking WB property they have under the sun. So yes. th there's a scene where, by the way, Don Cheadle is the villain. Yes, please. Yes. Um, Absolutely. 100%. I, am, I was like, I'm very confused about this, but you know what? Screw it. I'm in. Um so they show the scene where like they're 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 all, you know, and you can see out in the crowd the vast sea of like, and I'm talking like every property they have you're talking like all the Hanna-Barbera cartoons I think there was an Easter egg trailer breakdown I'm sure you could see it where you see like Scooby-Doo Captain Caveman um, the Flintstones the Jetsons uh, the a lot of Batman characters um, mm -hmm. the uh, Pennywise from the it movies like you could really go through it so someone someone said and uh, the last the last clip in the trailer is granny shooting a, a basketball by like doing like a hip swivel on her like 
Walker, and then she kicks the basketball into the basket. So just get, bear with me. So the guy says, so they canceled friggin' Pepe Le Pew, but they had the characters from A Clockwork Freaking Orange in the front <laughs> crowd. And he shows a still shot of the characters from the crowd. He goes, so we can't have a, 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 a French cartoon skunk hitting on people. We have a gang of rapists and murderers in the front row. And like, no, but the, here comes Granny kicking a basketball into a basket. Get fucked, everyone. <laughs> Dude, I don't even see why they canceled Pepe Le Pew. Like... In no part bored? of my child, yeah, but in no part of my childhood was I watching the Looney Tunes that I saw Pepe Le Pew on and be like, "Well, I guess I got to be an asshole to women now." <laughs> I mean, this this skunk's got. He never down. succeeded. Like, no, he didn't. Like he was clearly an antagonistic asshole skunk. That was a charm I mean, of French. Oh yes, but you know, listen, listen. At the end of the day, I think it was stupid to cancel him, but at the same time. Pepe Le Pew's not the most important character right. in Looney Tunes. Like, it's not like it's Daffy or Bugs. It's Peppy. Like, no one gives a fuck. Yeah. But I still think it's stupid. Not as stupid as Lola Bonnie losing her midriff. Hashtag bring the midriff back. That's that's what I want. Bring but the midriff back. I, I'm, I'm, when I say I'm excited for it, it's not like I'm jumping for joy other than the other things. Like, you know, we were talking about, like, the... The Deathstroke HBO show, which would be amazing, or the Snyderverse stuff. I mean, I'll go watch it. I still want to see it um, because there's, mm-hmm. there's enough calamity in it. I guess that's the best way I could describe it. There's enough calamity from the trailer that it makes me intrigued to be like, okay, let's see where they can go with this. We all know how it's going to go, but I'm still I'm still curious. I also think it's kind of cool that they're 3Ding, CGIing the Looney Tunes. I'm on the too. fence about that, actually. Really? Why is that? I, I don't know. Like, that was kind of the charm of the first movie was, like, seeing them as cartoon. I mean, they have the – I guess they have the technology now where it looks 20 times better than it could be. And, like, can, like, can you imagine they try to do that with fucking Bill Murray in the first one? <laughs> well, yeah, it would be terrible. Right. So, I mean – Terrible. Yeah, I mean, at least it's accurate, you know? Like, yeah. I, I'd be afraid we get one of those, like, weird, like, Chinese block ones where it's, like, it looks nothing remotely close to the – like, I don't know. I just – yeah, I, I guess I'm not against it. it just it's weird. I, I'm like, why don't you just keep them as cartoons, and why did you have to anim- like make them 3D? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Yeah, it would have been nice if they had Michael Jordan make a cameo. Not to say he can't. I mean, he, he could. He could, but um, I don't. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. But again, like you said, I'm not terribly excited. I also think it's coming a little bit too late for me. Like I was more excited about this a couple years ago. Yeah, there was uh, a lot of buzz online. Of yeah, it. yeah. But now it's just like, oh, okay, cool, that's fine. But whatever. We we did talk about a little bit about this at nauseum, so this one I won't spend too much time on. We did get a second Suicide Squad trailer, which is kind of weird. So we had we talked about the first one, which is on the last week's episode. Go check it out. Um, but then they released another one like three days later. That was kind of mm-hmm. head scratching. I mean, it was kind of cool. They added a couple more things. It wasn't a whole lot. But any takeaways on that on that new trailer? Um, nothing that stands out to me, to my recollection. Now, granted, I watched it like two days ago, but I don't think anything new was really added. Um, it's just still more the same, but the same is good, so I'm fine with it. When is this movie supposed to come out again? I think Suicide Squad. Let me look it up real quick on my, uh, on my back computer, a.k.a. Google. Um, let's see here. It looks like it's coming out... August tw- uh, August sixth, twenty twenty one. 
August 6th. Okay. I was going to say, if it was coming out sooner, they probably would want to ride the momentum of the Snyder Cut and get as much exposure as they can. But, yeah, it's kind of odd that they're releasing another trailer so soon. But, you know, also, if you think about it, the trailer's not that much different from the original trailer, so it's not like... It's not like they're really revealing too much. I think it was more Peacemaker stuff was the only... That was, I think, the biggest takeaway I got from it was they focused more on Peacemaker because, like you said, they're making it his own show, so... My favorite, my favorite line still so far, my favorite non-King Shark line, let me preface that, uh-huh. is when they're all sitting down and a Bloodshot goes, we're all going to die, and then Polka Doc Man just looks at him and goes, God, I hope what we do. God, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were, I thought you were talking about the, the the beach of full of dicks scene. Well, of course, that's a fantastic line too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, why would anyone put a bunch of dicks on the ground? I don't know why madmen do what they do. Like all around, it was a good line. I feel like, it's, I feel like I it was John Cena friend. like ribbing his own character from wrestling all those years. But in any case, um, the last one. This one's a big one. Was we got a new mm-hmm. Loki trailer. Yes, and this one, there has been a teaser for Loki when they did it uh, the beginning of the year, where they showed like WandaVision and, and all that stuff from the latest D twenty three expo, which is like basically Disney's version of Comic Con where they release everything. But this one mm-hmm. went in a lot more depth and gave us the overall plot of the series, which basically is Loki's been captured because of the events of Avengers Endgame, him taking the Tesseract, branched off a. Of boatload of timelines and basically he's there as a prisoner slash agent of the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, to fix mm-hmm. all the broken realities. Um, now, sign me up. Just, just remind me yeah. because again, my my recollection of Endgame is a little shaky. I block he out died. everything Marvel. No, no, I, no, I'm just, no. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I just don't watch it as nauseum as I do other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't Thanos snap his neck? So for the yeah for those of you who are unaware in terms of the the canonicity of everything in Infinity War, so there's one there was the 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 the, the main MCU timeline. Loki is dead. Thanos killed yep. him at Infinity War on the ship with the Asgardians at the very beginning of the movie because we need that to start things off on the biggest epic Marvel movie. That's a good sign. Um, so what happens is in Endgame, they go back to different time periods, or in this case, alternate realities, and uh, steal the, the, the different Infinity Stones from those areas, bring them to theirs, undo everything, and then and Captain America puts them back. The problem, though, is that in one of them, Loki, in the essence of, you know, when he's captured in the uh, the first, you know, the Battle of New York from the first Avengers movie, he grabs the Tesseract and transports himself away. So by doing okay. that, he branches off into a different timeline. That's where this story takes place in that branched off timeline. So this Loki is not the Loki that's had character development and kind of made amends with Thor. Correct. This is, this is basically, if you're thinking of like what version of Loki this is, it's Avengers 2012, the first Avengers movie Loki. Mm, I don't know if I like that. I kind of like the character development Loki, but... But you have it's... a clean slate in a way, so you could... you could there's a, there's, a, there's a lot you could do with that. And this... I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before. The thing for me about this means that... Okay... If they're going to do that, that means that you have to think, well, this whole keeping track of different timelines is going to be a pain in the ass, so does that mean Loki gets back to the main timeline? Possibly. Um, when it Possibly. I mean, it's a way to keep his character relevant and to keep his character, the possibilities open, definitely. Uh, when it comes down to my overall thoughts of this 
trailer. I yep. I loved it. I think Tom Hiddleston is oh, wow. most Um I only had one complaint about it, and it's kind of an unfair complaint. Please don't say but Owen I do Wilson. Have one complaint. No, 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 not at all. My one complaint is is that it feels a lot like DC Legends of Tomorrow. Now, if you don't watch the show, I guess it no, I, I have, I have. But I, I, I get where I you're have, coming from. Yeah, yeah I, have to, I have to see I have, how it goes. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would be unfair to judge a show based off just a, a, a similarly matching premise, especially seeing that like everything has been done under the sun. Um, but that would be my only complaint. And I don't like time travel stories too much, but for Loki, yeah. I'd be okay with it. Well, time travel can get really. We talked about this before. Time travel can get really yeah. messy, and, and I, unless it's the central focal point. But I think that, like, for a show, it's a great concept. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Agreed. obviously, Loki is, I think, I think he's probably up there in terms of, like, the top ten most popular, like, Marvel Avenger characters, if that may, or MCU characters, I should say. So they're taking advantage of that, which I think is which, which is smart. Um, it's just a matter of how Feige is going to do all this. I think this will just open up the doors for other things to happen, but um, I love the plot. I love Tom Hiddleston, like regardless of mm-hmm. what he's in. I think he's a great actor. It looks good like guy, it's going to be a lot of... Good guy. I've heard, yeah, I've heard he's a good guy. A lot of... There's a lot of possibilities I see with this, and it can go either way. Um, in fact, if you watch the trailer, which I did like a couple of times, because there were a couple of scenes where I'm like, whoa, wait, what? Well, no, there's a couple... Of, <laughs> I know. There's a couple of scenes that I was like, whoa, wait, go back. That looked that looked kind of interesting. You know the one where it's like all purple and looks like, like a desolate wasteland? Yes. It's very brief, but if you look at it, there's a there's a there's a wide shot of him like standing up, and you like oversee like this like sea of rubble. Uh, one of those is the Avengers Tower. If you watch oh. it, if you yeah, so it makes me think he goes to an alternate timeline where Thanos won. Hmm. So food for thought. Just so just throwing yeah. it, just throwing it out there. Uh, but no, Loki looks Loki looks awesome. Uh, did you catch Falcon and Winter Soldier this past Friday? I didn't, and I know something big happened, but I, I just. With the sort of holidays going, yeah. With the holidays going on, I just didn't have a chance to. I actually will either watch it tonight or tomorrow night. No worries. We can always say, we can always uh, re, you know put a pin in it. And we'll do like a double whammy next week. I, I'd rather talk about it yeah, when you see it because fun. I'm very curious. It was another uh, without going to spoilers for Andrew's sake. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was definitely another slower paced episode. A lot of exposition on certain things. Some pieces kind of coming together. Um, my theory, I think, still holds up. Is what I'll say from last week. Um, but good stuff. And if you Did want you to- hear about the fucking tragic thing about the actor who's playing? The new Captain America, what's his name? John Walker. Uh, yeah, the actor that's playing him is getting bullied online a lot by people. Yeah. So he's looking to he's looking to leave the show permanently. <sighs> no, not cool. No, no. I think because he... Uh, damn it. Because there's, uh, there's something that happens in episode three that makes me like want to see the character play out more, and I don't want to... Fudge. Damn it. But don't tell me. Yeah, I won't. Don't tell me. It's not even... But, uh, but it's not even anything... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'll leave it at Does that. Does it have to do with the broker? No. It happens, it, oh, okay. there, there, John, John Walker, the only thing I'll say about episode three is there's very, very, very little John Walker in episode three. Very little. But what happens in there make me go, huh. That's all I'll say. Um, 
damn it, I'm starting to like John Walker as a bad guy. Like, I love to hate him kind of deal. Like, guys, don't bully celebrities online. That's that's not cool. Plus, his father's yeah. ego, the living human planet, so he'll fucking crush you. Um, yeah. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this thing in the last, like, couple of minutes here. Because <laughs> we, <had, laughs> we talked a lot about it. Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. It was a movie. no i'm kidding i actually really like this um i spoilers obviously heads up because we have we have to we have to label this um fuck the humans (laughs) that's all i'm gonna say in this it's fuck the humans um We kind of talked about this before where and we actually talked about this with like the space jam movie trailer just now you know what you're walking into if you've seen Correct. anything like this or, or any of these like big monster movies where they have humans like trying to flush out exposition and do this and that and blah blah blah, um, like you know you know where this is going. Yeah, I I, 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 think, I still enjoyed it though for the most part. Yeah, I, you know I've been enjoying this new kaiju universe. I think I'm a fan of the old ones. After my wife and I got married, I actually went on and binge and watched a lot of the old Japanese ones. Uh, so I have a great appreciation, but I think it was definitely a universe that needed to be rebooted and updated. So I've enjoyed every movie that has come out from it. And this movie has done so many things right and a couple things I didn't care about. So now I'm just going to tell you all the things that did right and all the things that did wrong. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Okay. First and foremost, I think making Kong the protagonist in this and Godzilla the pseudo-antagonist Godzilla has a reason for doing what he's doing, but like I think it was smart to do the focus on Kong. Uh, Real it quick, made but, me l- oh, go, ahead, go, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no you go. The, I was just say real fast before you get too deep into the end of tangent. I felt like this was a Godzilla movie, not a Kong movie. Really, I felt like it was a Kong movie, not a Godzilla. I movie. I don't disagree with why I think you're saying that, and that's why I chimed in. Like I feel like it's more of a Godzilla movie, and the Kong is the supporting player. But like Freddy versus Jason was. To me, clearly a Jason movie. Yeah, that's true. But this one, um, this one's a little bit. I, I could. The argument could maybe for either or, but I, I, I see yeah. it as a Godzilla movie. But go ahead. So, anyways, um, I, I enjoyed the development they did with Kong, and I'm more of a Godzilla man myself, right? I always support Gojira before anyone else, but I was rooting for Kong at some points in this. So I thought they did a good job of developing. I also liked the development of the 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 center of the earth thing, although I thought it was a little taboo on how they got there. Um, I like the idea that the Titans kind of came from there, and there's a yeah. whole other world underneath our world. Great lore myth building. I will say, so I enjoyed that for razor thin plot devices to get them to fight. Um, yeah, this was actually pretty decent. Like you, you know, like. Like I just mentioned with like Freddy versus Jason, you you see a lot of these like versus movies where like or these movies that are just there. It's like oh man, we need to we need to do this for this and and blah blah blah, and you have to like think of like some sort of contrived like crazy thing that just gets thrown out the window anyway. This actually kind of made sense. They don't want them to fight because they can't yeah. contain the two of them. They can barely contain Kong as we saw at the beginning, and yep. like they're trying to avoid them fighting. So they're trying to get the like go away. So I'm like, okay, so at least 
it's not like they're trying to like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna trick out Kong in some Iron Man armor and we're gonna let like, you, you go get him, Tiger. <laughs> like, like you know. No, but you, you know what? The reason for them fighting was good, but I don't think it was the best reason because. Okay, I'll get back on the goods in a second. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. diverge to something I would change. Okay. The general reason why they are doing it is because if you notice in the beginning of the credits, all the other kaiju got killed off screen. Like, Rogan is gone. Like, all of them are gone. Technically, Godzilla killed them all. Right. Because the general concept is it can only be one apex. The only one that's left is Kong, and that's because Kong was on Skull Island, but now he's no longer on Skull Island. And they want to keep Kong safe. Because, one, they, they generally like Kong, and two, Kong's kind of a contingency. So the whole purpose of Kong is to get him safe and get him out of here. Put him in the fucking center of the Earth so Godzilla can't get him, and then steal the energy by Texas rich oil bad guy, right? The Maxwell Lord of this movie. Yep. But what I think would have been a better reason for them to fight, which they I thought they were leaning into, they kind of were, is the fact that Godzilla in the movie is ravaging all these places because Mechagodzilla is turning online and basically sending out that signal for Godzilla. It would have been cooler if the reason why Kong and Godzilla are fighting is not because Godzilla wants to fuck him up, it's because they don't know why Godzilla is attacking all this shit, and Mechagodzilla is not ready yet, so they're using Kong to stop Godzilla. Like, Kong is their fail-safe. Right. I think that would have been cooler, and then the two kind of just fight at the end, which is what they did. But the reason that they did was an okay. Look at it this way, right? Here's one of the great things about this movie. is literally a kid taking two action figures and smashing them together. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't need to know why a fucking giant lizard is fighting a giant monkey. I don't. I don't need... I just need them to fight. And let me tell you something. The fighting in this is fantastic. One, no shaky cab. Number two, oh, I'm, not getting pers- I'm not getting a perspective from the ground. Number three, everything's clear at day. And when it's at night in Japan, it has this beautiful neon light yep, that is, you know, that's making it look good. Like just on a whole, it is um, the fighting is fantastic. So I, I really enjoyed that. No, I mean, like you know, like I keep saying over and over, you know what you're getting into when you see this kind of movie. So it's not like we were expecting anything too crazy uh, in terms of like, oh man, Godzilla and Kong really cho- showed me how to love my father. Like, what the? F- no, <laughs> that's not. That's not. That's not what we're gonna get out of two giant. <laughs> man, I learned the best way to bond with my father was watching a giant lizard, a radioactive lizard, and a monkey fight off in Japan. Sure. By the mm-hmm. way, I did kind of like like the uh, oh, we're gonna fight in Japan, like. A nod to obviously how all this craziness started. Um, yeah, Japan got fucked up. But to be, <laughs> to, to be fair, Boston, our hometown, got fucked up in the last movie. So, like, Japan could take a bit. Like, yo, got fucked up. Like, Dude, Kong tried to climb the tower and it clearly didn't work. It just she got real. Dude, I died laughing at that. I'm sorry. What you it, makes t- you, uh, it makes you wonder how Angel Grove was still around after every Power Ranger fight. Like, listen, it's, it's, like, it's 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 the it's the real estate economy in the abandoned warehouse district. <laughs> Between all their oh, charity God. events, their world martial arts tournaments, I mean, they clearly were mm-hmm. a moving, thriving economy. Where also kids get detention for failing a test. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, can, uh, I had two two bads about this. Okay. Right? First bad. Uh, well, okay. One more good. Another good. Ready? Yeah. I didn't give a fuck about the humans, and we had very little time with them. We had very yeah, little that's, time, and thank that's, God. That's, that's true. Like, I, I, I say this about every movie that has it. I mean, you obviously need humans in order to move some exposition and get things through, but I mean... Listen, if one of them's a deaf kid, fine. <laughs> I'm just glad they didn't focus on them too much. And I don't think... I know why they put Millie Brown in there. Millie Bobby Brown or Billy Brown. I'm sorry, I screw up her name every time. I know why... Yeah, I know why they put Eleven from Stranger Things in there. Yeah. Because of star power and how right. recognizable her is. But her story was so contrived and silly. Like, she got from, like, yeah. California to Japan through, like, a, <laughs> a, a, a rail gun shot. Right. Because right. science. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's my first complaint, right? I'm perfectly fine in this kaiju universe that man has stepped up is technology, right? Right. It makes sense, especially if they're going to have fucking Mecha Godzilla. My problem is, is suddenly technology was a little too sci-fi. Like those little shuttlecrafts that they were in that went to the center of the Earth that like had anti-gravity that put like Starcrafts from Star Trek to shame. Like I'm pretty sure those motherfuckers are better than X-Wings from Star Wars. Like the the technology and like the transportation to Japan, like when they were on the 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 railgun kind of fucking train system uh, with the the skull crusher eggs like a lot of that technology just seemed a little too far fetched for what it was in the time because I think they say in the film that Godzilla has been around publicly right I, I'm making it sound like he's a fucking superhero right he made his first public appearance but Godzilla Shin Godzilla the first film took place seven years ago. Yep. So in seven years, you're telling me we dug a hole to the center of the earth, and we also have a rail gun, uh, like trail system, train system, all the way from wherever Millie Bobby Brown was to Japan. Yeah. The the other thing that kind of made me scratch my head was like, and I know Godzilla was like the the hero in the first one, um, mm -hmm. just from just general research. But like the very beginning, it's like, listen, you mean to tell me that none of you fuckers prepared for a possibility that Godzilla would just randomly attack you? You didn't even, exactly. like, consider... Listen, it, it's a it's a classic kids movie where all the adults are stupid. Mm. It and, is. And, and, like, and why? And let, me, let me add an asterisk to what you just said. Yeah. Right? I am fully supportive of a concept like Mechagodzilla. Everyone's like, oh, you're being super evil making Mechagodzilla. Fuck no, bitch. There's a giant dinosaur blowing things up left and right. Why wouldn't I want to have another giant dinosaur? Like, I think Mechagodzilla's had a bunch of iterations, but one of them is he is a defender for the humans. So it's just fucking stupid. Like, the concept that people get pissed at, this guy made a Mechagodzilla. I, I don't, like, that. Yeah, it bugs me the hell out of me. I'm like, oh, like, oh, he just randomly attacked us. Like, why did you, like, you had no contingency plans, no fail-saves. Yeah. I mean, this is, we're talking a radioactive fucking lizard, and you're just not, okay, cool, fine. That's, yeah, uh, no, we're just going to let him chill in the ocean. He's going to he's gonna do his thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. No, I mean, other than that, though, it was what it was. Um. I, I, I think that it was, I'll be honest, it was better than I thought. Yeah. 
I would have liked them to know how they had the skull of King Ghidorah kind of have a telepathic connection to Mechagodzilla. I would have liked the skull to actually be inside Mechagodzilla. Um, I don't know if you know this, right? In the original kaiju movies, there were actually two Godzillas. There was the first one, which was a female in the first movie, and she dies. And then her offspring, which was Godzilla going forward, right, for every other movie. But Mechagodzilla's skeleton is actually the skeleton of the first Godzilla. So it would have been a nice homage. I, I just wanted to throw that in there. I just think it's stupid that they didn't have the skull actually inside Mechagodzilla. Yeah, well, little little continuity nods, unfor- yeah. or lack thereof, unfortunately. But no, I mean, overall, as much as we're kind of like making fun of and picking at this, I still enjoyed it. Now, of course, with everything having a fucking connected universe as it does now, um, there is no end credit scene, so there is no, you know, like they did with the previous Godzilla or the previous Kong movie. Um, there is rumblings that people want to see a monster, movie monster universe in some in some way, shape, or form. Um, I'm down for a battle royal. Um, it just depends on... Well, you said most of them were killed off at this point, right? Yeah, but I mean, you can always fudge that. I mean, in the original films, Godzilla's died like 20... Yeah, science. Magic, <laughs> a wizard, I don't know. Right, right, right. Um, it's easy to pull... It's easy to shoot out these movies because the main characters are CGI monsters and you can rotate the human cast anytime you want. Like, the next movie can have fucking, I don't know, The Rock in it. Or, and then after that, you can have Patrick Stewart. Like, you can have whomever you want in the films. And there's a lot to still to do. Like, Destroyer hasn't been brought in yet, so you can still do him, mm. right? You can do Mecha, uh, uh, Mecha uh, Ghidorah, who is another one. Like, they did Mecha Ghidorah at one point. So there's a bunch of different things that they could do. I think this is a very viable universe, and I don't know if you've been following this, but Godzilla has been doing really well for COVID numbers. I think it's done 10 million um, domestically, which for all the movies that have come out in COVID for the movie theater is the best one so far. Uh, This is not counting HBO Max and everything. And then overseas, I think it's done like 100 million or something like that. It's done some redonkulous numbers overseas, again, for COVID numbers. So it's definitely been a success for WWE. Yeah. That's a pretty good, pretty good deal then. Um, I, I'd be, I'd be up for a uh, continued like monster universe, but um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's pretty much everything we had to say so far about about Godzilla vs Kong to be continued, mm-hmm. um, if it does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps up a pretty well rounded out episode of the World of Fandom podcast. Unless there's anything else you wanted to add last minute, Andrew. No, <laughs> oh, I got everything out that I wanted to get out. You had like a. No, I'm like, oh, it's either like you know, no, it's either nothing or a whole lot. You know, throughout the week, I think about things to talk about, and like I sit there and I kick myself in the ass because I should make a list, but I just don't because I'm a lazy fucker. I so, mean, like, I'm sure there's like six other topics that I had planned. I literally did I it via text message to you, and that's how I remembered half this crap. <laughs> so, there's that. Um, but no, thank you all for tuning in for another episode of the World of Fandom Podcast. Again, if you guys want to interact with us, a great way to do so, please help us out over on Twitter at PodFandom. Uh, it is a great way to interact with us and help build us up. Make sure you check us out on all your favorite podcasting platforms. We are on Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, uh, iTunes, so many other. Just type in World of Fandom Podcast. By the way, uh, I forgot to mention, Andrew, we got a bit of a facelift. 
uh, with our new logo. What do you think of it? I think it's sexy. Yeah, the red globe I, and everything. I, oh, my God, yes. I feel like a real housewife of, like, New Jersey or something like that. <laughs> like, I just feel as though Botox and facelift and everything, it looks good. Yeah, I, I do. I do like. Um, I do like the new looks we got going on here. So hopefully we're looking to up our game. And if you guys want a uh, YouTube version of this, uh, we are also uh, posting this as a video. Uh, just you know, video with moving images in the background uh, over on Andrew's YouTube. So that's YouTube.com/slash Andrew Cutter. Is that right? Uh, yes, Andrew Cutter Inc. Or Andrew Cutter Andrew Inc. Cutter. We'll, we'll, we'll find a link. We'll make sure to put that link there. You can follow yeah. me on Twitter at OKFabe. You can follow Andrew and Andrew Cutter Inc. on Twitter as well. And uh, make sure you guys give us those awesome ratings on um, on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever. iTunes, Apple, whatever the hell they're calling themselves nowadays. Um, I'm an old man. I'm an old fart. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in. Appreciate the continued love and support. We will see you guys next week for some more awesomeness right here on the World of Fandom Podcast. Take care, and as always, take it easy. Peace out.